Okay, so Act 3, Scene 2. We have um, Macbeth's... Enter Macbeth's lady. <laughs> I've never noticed it say that before. So we have Lady Macbeth here and a servant. So Lady Macbeth asks, Is Banquo gone from court? I, madam, but returns again tonight. Say to the king I would attend his leisure for a few words. Madam, I will. So basically she says, hey, go get Macbeth for me. Okay. So then here's what Lady Macbeth says. Nought's had, all spent. Where our desire is got without content. Tis safer to be that which we destroy than by destruction dwell in doubtful joy. So if you really read into that, and there's a lot of words, and it's kind of like backwards and stuff like that, she's basically saying they got what they wanted. They wanted the crown. Yet they're still having to fight battles. Like this is the, the, the crown is not sitting nicely on their, their heads. They are not happy at this point. Okay. Um, they are af still afraid of being destroyed by others. So um, it's like they have to consistently look over their shoulder at what's going on. Okay. So here comes Macbeth. How now, my lord? Why do you keep alone? Our sorriest fancies, your companions making, using those thoughts which should indeed have died with them they think on. Things without all remedy should be with regard. What's done is done. So obviously Macbeth has been spending a lot of time alone and not with her. And so she's reminding him, what's done is done. You, you need to let it go so that we can move on and try to be happy with our new status. And Macbeth's response is, we have scotched the snake, not killed it. He's like, we got what we wanted, but it's not enough yet. She'll close and be herself whilst our poor malice remains in danger of her former tooth. But let the frame of things disjoint, both the world suffer, ere we will eat our meal in fear and sleep, and the affliction, affliction of these terrible dreams that shake us nightly. So lines 20 and 21 there is basically saying that the Macbeths are having nightmares, both of them. That, so they are not, they are waking up in terror every single night. And then he goes on and he says, better be with the dead whom we to gain our peace have sent to peace than on the torture of the mind to lie in restless ecstasy. He's basically saying it's better to be dead because once you're dead, you're at peace. When you're living, you're not at peace. Duncan is in his grave. After life's fitful fever, he sleeps well. Treason has done his worst, nor steel, nor poison, malice, domestic, foreign loving, nothing can touch him further. So now he's kind of envious, jealous of Duncan because he's at peace in death. He doesn't have anything to worry about. Come, gentle, my lord, sleek over your rugged looks. Be bright and jovial among your guests tonight. So shall I love, and so I pray be you. Let your remembrance apply to Banquo, present him eminence, both with eye and tongue, unsafe the while, that we must lave our honors in these flattering streams and make our faces visards to our hearts, disguising what they are. I want us to look at that line there where he says, let your remembrance apply to Banquo, present him eminence. He basically tells Lady Macbeth, hey, when you see Banquo tonight at the dinner, you need to treat him nicely. Okay, this is an example of dramatic irony because we know that Macbeth doesn't plan on having Banquo be at this dinner. He's supposed to be killed on that, on that ride before dinner. Here's the other piece of information that we get here. Has he told Lady Macbeth his plans for Banquo? He was so worried about killing King Duncan that she had to do all the planning. And now he's planning the murder of Banquo and has not told his wife. And then we also have the motif of 
appearance versus reality in those last two lines there and make our faces wizards to our hearts, disguising what they are. You must leave this. Oh, this is another one of my favorite lines. Oh, full of scorpions is my want mind, dear wife. Thou knowest that Banquo and his fleance lives. When he says, oh, full of scorpions is my mind, dear wife. I love that quote. It basically is saying that there's like poison in my mind. I can't let it go. I can't relax as long as Banquo and fleance are alive. But in them, nature's copies, not in turn. So she basically says they're not immortal. They will eventually die. Not that big of a deal. There's comfort yet. They are assailable. Then to be that then be thou jocund. Ere the bat hath flown her cloistered flight, ere the black Hecate summons, and shardborn beetle with his drowsy hums hath rung night's yawning peal, there shall be done a deed of dreadful note. So he's basically saying, Well, I think something bad might be happening to them. And she says, What's to be done? And he says, Be innocent of the knowledge, dearest Chuck. So he basically says, he's not telling her any of it. He's basically trying to keep her in the dark so that she doesn't have to lie, which I don't understand why he's worrying about that because we already know the woman can lie. I mean, she fainted on cue. Till thou applaud the deed, come sealing night, scarf up the tender eye of pitiful day and with the bloody and invisible hand, cancel and tear to pieces that great bond, which keep me pale. Light thickens and the crow makes wing to the rookie wood. Good things of day begin to droop and drowse whilst night's black agents to their praise do rouse. Thou marvelest at my words, but hold thee still. Things bad begun make strong themselves by ill. Go prithee, go with me. We got, we got some um, darkness motif going in there, but I also want you guys to look at line 60. Things bad begun make, make strong themselves by ill. So if, when you do something bad, you have to continue to do things bad to make them stronger, is what he's basically saying. So he killed, the, killed Duncan for the crown. And now to keep the crown, he may have to keep killing to, be, to, to, be, to feel safe in that crown. Okay. And the last scene we're doing today is scene three. It's a very short scene. This is a park near the palace. We have three murderers. Now, if you remember back in scene one, there was only two murderers that met with Macbeth. So, there, so when this scene opens... It opens with the first murderer saying, but who did bid thee to join with us? There's a new murderer. These two murderers did not know a third one was going to join them. And the third murderer says Macbeth. I don't know why, Mac I don't know why Shakespeare does this, but it definitely it isn't a needed element to add in a third murderer. It just makes things a little bit more suspicious um, when two murderers were talked to and then a third one just appears. He needs not our mistrust since he delivers our offices that we, that we have to do to the direction just. Second murderer thinks the third murderer is there to keep an eye on them for Macbeth. And he's like, he should trust us. We want to kill Banquo just as much as he does. Then stand with us. The West yet glimmers with some streaks of day. Now spurs the lated traveler apace to gain the timely inn and near approaches the subject of our watch. Hark, I hear horses. Give us a light there, ho. Then tis he, the rest that are within the note of expectation, already are in the court. His horses go about, almost a mile, but he does usually, so all men do, from hence to the palace gate, make it their walk. So about a mile away from the palace, most people, according to murders, walk their horses in. They don't ride them all the way in. Don't ask me why, because I don't know. Okay, so second murderer yells, a light, a light. So Banquo and Fleance enter with, with a torch. Tis he, stand to it. It will rain tonight. 
let it come down. Then they attack Banquo, okay? O treachery, fly, good fleance, fly, fly, fly. Thou mayest revenge, O slave. Then the third murderer says, who did strike out the light? So the torch went out, which meant everything went into darkness, okay? Was it not the way? There's but one down. The sun is fled. So because that torch went out and it got dark, Leons had a chance to get away. So they only killed Banquo. So Banquo is dead, but Fleance is not. We have lost best half of our affair. Well, let's away and say how much is done. So they did what they could. They didn't finish the whole job. And now they've got to go tell Macbeth that. Which is not going to be pretty. Okay. So that is scene three. So make sure you do those um, pages in your workbook. And then also um, tomorrow I'll be sending you that quiz.